1: Creator reveals mysteries of the dinosaurs and predator species. You know, if you have the ability to, to ask God
2: questions, there's a lot of questions that can be asked, Carl. Well, and we never stop. <laughs> we, it's an ongoing uh, flood of information that we generate. And we have many people submitting questions to our Get Wisdom website. And it it serves the cause because together, collectively, we're filling in the map of human history and human future events and possibilities, as well as a lot about what's going on today. And today is what we need to worry about the most, because this is where things will happen or not. Yes, I think I think
1: we're learning in the process of filling in a lot of the historical blanks, um, you know, where we've come from. And that helps to understand how we got here. You know, which could be
2: important understanding what we need to do to fix things as well. Well, and and this topic for today has an immediate strangeness about it, but that's for a reason. It's weird things, but they relate to the big picture. If we don't know the big picture, we're going to suffer with a small perspective, this is going to show us there's a lot more that can happen than we ever imagined and it all matters it all counts and this is a long-term adventure that we're on but it yeah. calls forth responsibilities from us oh that's that's the bottom line it it calls forth action
1: that's really what we're driving at we'll get started US creator we have learned from previous channelings that the physical universe was purposely created by the almighty to bring it into being. Further, we have learned that the Milky Way galaxy in particular is the location of a quarantined free will experiment where resident beings are granted more free will in the form of delayed karmic feedback. We learned that this free will was extended to the angelic realm serving the Milky Way galaxy. Were angels who assisted creator with the creation of the Milky Way galaxy and who later helped to seed it with living creatures of all kinds, were they assigned? Or were they all
2: volunteers? All right. And this is what Creator tells us about this early beginning. The angelics you speak of were assigned. This is how things operate. There is a hierarchy among the angelics, and they can make decisions about their destiny with respect to assignments through the universe. So this is a cooperative process for an undertaking of the kind involved, involving the free will experiment there was special consideration given to the choice of beings who would inhabit the Milky Way galaxy because of the expected difficulties and tough challenges that might develop. We allow more than we control. So all participating and taking up residence within the Milky Way galaxy volunteered for the exercise, but permission was not automatic, but rather given on a case-by-case basis basis, with respect to prior history of the particular consciousness. The major assistance with implementation of the seeding of life forms and so on was done by the many types of beings and less so by the angelics themselves. As always, they serve as an adjunct to other life forms and have particular roles to play as go-betweens and to assist with problems. The workaday worlds inhabited by the many life forms forms throughout the universe are the province of those beings and those more advanced participated in the nest building phase, so to speak, to seed the environments those beings would inhabit later on. Many worlds were largely designed by the inhabitants themselves because of prior experience and learning in the governing of energy and the consequences of the life experience having taken on various forms themselves to experience possibilities and wanting some of the same capabilities, as well as some new variations and possibilities to try out. So this vast enterprise consisted of many, many authors in many, many variations among life forms and the habitat created to provide many types of living things existing together and in balance. So, we're learning that things are never that easy.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of complexity to to all of this, of course.
2: Well, you know, this speaks to the issue of the existence of old souls. We've been told that before. Many of us, human beings, existed prior to the creation of the current universe. Yes. Universes come and go. We've learned that, too. So, the current one, we are in the middle of, and we're very important too, as it turns out.
1: And it's probably an extrapolation to the same type of answer that was given for the angelics. You know, all the, all the humans that are here in the free will experiment are here on a volunteer basis, but there was probably more volunteers than there was volunteers accepted for the role. I'm, I'm sure guessing. that's true. Yes, I'm sure yes. that's true. You asked creator, were these angels newly created or all veterans of previous kalpas, which is a universal cycle?
2: And Creator tells us there was a mix of both involved with respect to Milky Way as well as the other worlds dispersed throughout the universe. This is somewhat analogous to the creation of the divine human as an extension of their souls to be a new version of life form that previously did not exist. The current iteration of the universe was intended to surmount prior difficulties with the free will experiment, and as such, new types of angelic consciousness were created to help maintain better order and a more positive outcome. You know, there's,
1: <laughs> that's a question. That, that's an answer that, see, that, for me, generates probably five more questions, to be honest with you. But that's that's how we discover new things, is that you just you keep asking and going back to the well. Yes, and we'll be filling in more blanks uh, down the line. This is Absolutely. what we do. This is what we do. You asked creator... Were any of these angels direct participants
2: in previous free will experiments? And Creator tells us many of the angelics assigned to the Milky Way galaxy were indeed prior inhabitants in that same exercise of free will and were selected for duty because of that hard won learning. The same situation exists for many of the human old souls who were involved in prior versions of the universe and attempted to succeed with a free will paradigm that failed and wanted to have another opportunity to overcome the limitations of the prior exercise and bring a successful conclusion. So there's quite a mix of histories of the individual participants with respect to prior experience or having fresh perspectives and to some extent newly strengthened capabilities for the task at hand. You asked creator... We have
1: learned that fallen
2: angels, demons,
1: exist only in the Milky Way galaxy. It is assumed the ranks of the fallen are wholly from the cohorts of angels who earlier assisted creator in seeding life throughout the Milky Way, proceeding from the Universal Big Bang some 14 billion years ago. We learned that competition among the angels in service to their ego became a slippery slope for many that ultimately led to their fall into depravity. Did this competition and outdoing each other have anything to do with the creation of predator species.
2: Okay, and this is where it gets rather interesting. Creator tells us the following. There is a direct link here in the sequence of events that occurred with the fall from grace by the angels who became preoccupied with personal power, and underwent the downward spiral, making a gulf between their energy and that of Creator and eventually resulting in a total disconnection from Divine support. The corruption of their own being and their worsening and quite dark intentions corrupted many other beings, and that corruption created the impetus for a quite severe karmic backlash intended to be a form of lesson in assisting a self-correction. But with the increased depravity of these fallen angelic beings, many times the lessons were not learned and the backlash only served to increase their negativity and spur them on to heightened states of depravity, necessitating a widespread series of calamities called forth by the law of karma to provide a wide scale reckoning to many life forms corrupted by the influence of the spirit meddlers. It was this evil perspective that was the impetus for creation of predator species as a karmic payback for the savagery increasingly chosen. To be a choice made again and again to serve the self at the expense of others and in causing harm gave rise to a tremendous karmic need for the imposition of a lesson providing a payback of some kind. The purpose here is not to punish and cause pain per se. It is to provide a disincentive and a consequence as a learning opportunity to make the connection between wrongdoing and the inevitable punishment that karma will bring to the perpetrator. In the environment of the Milky Way galaxy, with its energetics resulting in often a quite delayed time interval for karmic consequences to come around, The various beings are slow to learn because there is a seeming lack of correlation between one's actions and then what the individual's life becomes down the line many years later. And sometimes only in subsequent lifetimes does the karmic reckoning emerge. So the connection will not always be made and therefore the learning does not take place in the karmic recapitulation of a difficulty or challenge becomes a missed opportunity that instead piles on, making things worse, at least for a time. That time can grow into multiple millennia of a worsening. And that is what has transpired within the Milky Way to date. So the predator species were created as a partial answer to give a parallel message to the predatory corrupted beings who were manipulated by the spirit meddlers to, in turn, prey on members of their own kind and other life forms. To have the experience personally of being set upon and harmed is an object lesson with the intention it would serve as an example of what is wrong with such behavior and hopefully teach the lesson to do so is following a bad example that everyone despises and eventually will darken whoever causes harm to others. So with that intention, a long series of predatory species of all kinds were created to increase the karmic pressure on the dark worlds inhabited by the corrupt beings who were preying on one another and harming their own environments as well. That is why, looked at dispassionately, many of the predatory species are quite ghastly in terms of their behavior and the suffering quite intense in many cases of the victims. They are simply acting like the spirit meddlers themselves in bringing a kind of evil into play. So in effect, the corrupted beings brought this on themselves because their energies were so dark. It in effect called forth quite a dark consequence. The fact that such species may darken an entire environment would seem to be a blunt instrument indeed, but keep in mind that these were made for worlds that had worsened to the point where the darkness was not only widespread, but universal, and were accordingly an extreme answer for the extreme misalignment of things that were occurring because of the corruption growing to severe levels. And that is why the predator species are so out of place in your world. It is not yet existing at such extremes. And certainly, the predatory species are not a match to the divine human and your energies being more recently created and not having darkened to a level that would call for being in an environment containing such creatures. You know, it's one of the fascinating things
1: about the channeling of just everything that comes forth from creator is how there's an anticipation on the part of creator of potential objections to what's being said. And creator instantly comes back and explains why you have to look at this from a different angle. And the word dispassionate is used in this, in this passage quite directly and readily. You know, this is, this is difficult stuff to digest. And uh, it, it, a lot of people could have problems with this, we get that but you know it's important to understand the the problem we're trying to solve the problem of evil and that's not an easy problem to solve carl
2: no it isn't and it's been talked about for ages and we're still at it <clears throat> and the the current state of the world is mirroring that reality in many ways at all levels of human society with war civil strife Many political disagreements that almost lead to outbreaks of violence, in some cases do. And this is all a consequence of the corruption we're talking about. It's all in the Bible. What we're talking about here is mentioned: The fall from heaven of the uh, angelics, Lucifer and his cohort of angels. It's all described in the scriptures. But it's real, it's big, and it's important to understand. Indeed. You ask Creator, we have learned that physical life, including animal
1: life, exists in other galaxies in the universe. Do any of these life forms
2: include apex predators like those that exist in the Milky Way galaxy? All right, and Creator makes a clear delineation here, saying this is not the case, because they would not be appropriate to exist as inhabitants of worlds that are in balance and running smoothly. The predators themselves are not in divine alignment in a true sense because they represent an excess of conduct and exist through measures of extreme consequences and difficulty for other species they prey upon. That is why they are existing solely in the worlds of physical energetics. The 3D world is you inhabit on the earth and only within the Milky Way galaxy because of its corruption those species and their behaviors would not be appropriate in other worlds that have not been corrupted by evil.
1: And as extraordinary as it sounds, we have learned that the whole rest of the universe with its trillions of galaxies has indeed not been corrupted by evil. It's only the Milky Way, which is the byproduct of the free will experiment. That's the that's the darn solder of free will, is that it manifest the problem of evil that we're still trying to collectively solve.
2: Yes, well, the the reality is, this is why we're here. Originally, the earth was created as a loving nest for the divine human, for us. There were no predators. There were no things like mosquitoes and spiders and snakes and lions that would savage you, given an opportunity. That developed over time by extraterrestrials coming into our midst, who were these ones already here in the galaxy who were corrupted, we came in to help them heal and help the dark angelics, as improbable as that sounds. So we're filling in some of the information about how this played out, how it got started and how it transpired and how everything fits together. Yes, that's the amazing thing about all this material is how well it fits together like a
1: huge jigsaw puzzle. And uh, we're trying to find more pieces. We're, this is what this is all about. Be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com. You can get our prayer download ebook at GetWisdom.com slash prayer. Uh, also check out the Lightworker Healing Protocol, the most advanced protocol for divine healing. Uh, you can get information on how to become a practitioner or just about Lightworker Healing Protocol itself and how it can help you at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this.
0: Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. are listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Second Amendment Get Wisdom. We're exploring Creator's
1: revelations on dinosaurs and the creation of predator species. But really,
2: what we're after is uh, kind of a, a catalog of how the universe works, Carl. <laughs> Yes, and these questions are kind of like waves rolling in, and some are a bit overlapping and repetitive, and that's because the questions were written before we had any of the answers. So just as an inside look at how this works, I sit down with a list of questions. Brian comes up with many of them, and I channel creator and play a recorded question, and then creator answers through me. I'm recording that. And then I go to the next question. I record the answer that comes and we just keep moving. And so this is a transcription. And it comes through word for word. We don't change anything. We put punctuation in so we can read it intelligently most of the time. Right. <laughs> but this is a kind of miracle in itself. Oh, absolutely. You know, I can't create 10 pages of answers to questions. I don't really know what the answers might be. And how to use that to teach others about profound things. That takes a lot of thought, a lot of planning and so on. But this is what creator can do. Yeah, it's really
1: incredible. U.S. creator, we have been told that predator species on Earth are imports from other worlds where they belong due to karma. But what is unclear is whether karma mandated their creation or whether this was somehow
2: discretionary on creator's part. All right, and Creator says, as we have now discussed with you, the creation of the predatory species became inevitable through the workings of karma to bring to a head the dilemma of mistreatment through the corruption and dark energies of the spirit meddlers corrupting other species with the result of great harm to the other beings they preyed upon. Because they were not seeing the cause and effect relationships of their conduct, There was a compelling need to provide object lessons to bring negativity their way and quickly to point out the consequences of such negativity. You see this in the ignorance and naivete of young children who have not yet learned that when they hit someone, it causes great pain until it happens to them. Children can learn from encounters with other species in their environment who are able to defend themselves in various ways that pain is unpleasant and will hopefully learn to avoid doing such things to other beings themselves, having tasted the dark lesson it brings personally.
1: You know, there's a lot of richness to this answer. You know, the, the thing that my people people might object to is this idea that, well, yes, a, a particular human being is corrupted, but they didn't cause the corruption. It's the spirit meddlers that caused the corruption, so it's not fair to punish the human being because they didn't cause their corruption to begin with. But we're learning here, and Creator even says that because they can't see the origin of their own issue, you know, you have to put something in place that, that provides a correction, you know. And the example of the child, I think, is a profound one.
2: Well, we're getting feedback all the time from the law of karma. It's often a reason we're suffering. It's because we've suffered before, and now we get it again in order to have a wake-up that there are things undone, and we need to apply ourselves to healing the wounding that's accumulated through the ages for all of us in this bold adventure that we're sharing. Indeed. You asked creator, the mosquito,
1: speaking of mosquitoes, is a particularly noxious creature. Given what we have learned in the channeling's answers to date, can creator provide more detail on why this creature was created how more precisely meets a karmic need and how angelics or other divine consciousness participated in its creation.
2: And creator tells us, this is a good example to illustrate the principle at work here in the karmic rebalancing of the evil in your midst. You are being preyed upon by the spirit meddlers who act as predators and parasites attaching to you and draining energy from you in order to survive themselves. That comes at your expense. Not only do they drain your energy, but they attempt to manipulate and corrupt you to think the way they do, to cause you further harm and further pain and misfortune of all kinds. Their depravity in wanting to cause and witness such degrees of suffering is so extreme, they will work to cause the death of their host, giving them life-sustaining energy. That is true dedication to evil, to risk one's own existence simply to cause more of it. So the mosquito was created to become a predator directly of corrupted beings and to draw literally the lifeblood from them. This was not intended to be fatal, but as an annoyance at a minimum. And again, the intention was to produce a visible example of predation and its evil intention and consequences to everyone but the mosquitoes themselves. This was later made more intense by the creation of parasitic organisms that could be transmitted by mosquitoes as a vector to worsen the consequences of their predation up to and including killing their victim. This again was an answer to the workings of karma to supply the creative force needed to deliver instruments in the form of predatory negativity as an object lesson and learning opportunity and a backlash in the form of a karmic lesson to the growing predations of the corrupted beings living within the Milky way galaxy. So really creator is saying here that the mosquito was created to be an
1: example of what not to be. Don't be the mosquito.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, it is rather obvious, you know, and, and it, it, it's amazing that we kind of see those lessons, and, and there's all sorts of animal imagery, in in common usage. I, I should have thought of this earlier and gone and looked for example. I'm not creator; I can't just pull it out of the collective <laughs> unconscious of of humanity and prior uh, prior sayings. But but you, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, we we use those examples of predator and prey all the time as metaphors to help understand wrongdoing and unfair treatment of others and, and on and on. So, there is a karmic lesson in it all. And the the Almighty did not bring those species to the earth. They were brought by extraterrestrials Yes, because they knew through their own life history what a mess they can cause. So they brought them here and yeah. unleashed them into the environment. Talk about nasty, but that's who we're dealing with here. This is the mentality.
1: You asked Creator, did the age of the dinosaurs occur first in the earth timeline or between
2: seedings of the divine human? All right, and Creator tells us the following. This is a quite interesting story. So your science has it partly correct in looking at the timeline and appearance of these life forms on the earth that they predate current humanity by a considerable length of time. But in actuality, there were humans on the Earth well before the dinosaur era. The initial civilization of humans was destroyed by the Anunnaki extraterrestrials who discovered their presence on the Earth and sought to manipulate and enslave them. Ultimately, they became disenchanted with the enterprise because humans proved to be quite difficult to manage and that was because of a close relationship with the divine. This the Anunnaki did not fully understand, being atheists and oblivious to the existence of the divine realm and to their true origins. Ultimately, they unleashed so much savagery they accomplished the feat of annihilating humanity altogether as physical beings on the earth. Being immortal, the humans of that era remained within the light and resumed journeying elsewhere in the universe while things were sorted out. Because the Anunnaki destroyed the twin star companion of your current sun, which the earth orbited in that era, We eventually moved the Earth into its present solar orbit to begin a process of reconstituting life and allowing an interval of healing for all of Gaia because of the tremendous damage done by this alien incursion and the energetics they projected into the consciousness of Earth itself. Because this was a huge karmic insult that needed healing There was a systematic reintroduction of numerous new life forms as a way of providing positive energies and creating an opportunity to carry out the healing needed to reconfigure the planet and make it suitable once again for human habitation. The world of the giant organisms, the dinosaurs and the other accompanying life forms, both plants and animals and other varied species, were fueled with an enhanced energetic makeup in order to speed the karmic repair they would bring about in living their lives while maintaining a reasonable balance within nature. These included many predatory species, as this was necessitated by the prior energies of the predatory extraterrestrials who disrupted the earth and its inhabitants to begin with this solution to create a transition back to a stabler world environment is very akin to what humans on a personal level experience with a series of incarnations coming back into the world as a physical organism which is then faced with similar karmic influences and circumstances of the prior lives and may have a series of quite challenging lifetimes designed to give them an opportunity to heal what came before. It may take time, learning and ingenuity and capitalizing on other sources of of assistance to become successful. But having this interval of numerous creatures who were in their own way, recapitulating the struggle of predator and prey in a dramatic fashion, was just the ticket for enabling a deep and widespread karmic repair for Gaia from the prior era of dissolution and degradation imposed by the extraterrestrial interlopers. Having served its purpose ultimately, the planet was reconfigured to phase out these large-scale predators And start life anew. That would be a benign and loving environment and nest for human inhabitants once again. And eventually the earth was reseeded by humans. And that created the story passed down of the Garden of Eden and the metaphorical depiction of Adam and Eve starting the lineage of humans continuing to this day. The cleansing brought by that cohort of life forms was quite helpful in recreating a world that would be a good match to humans in divine alignment and the pristine nature this represents. You know, every now and then there's literally a
1: jaw-dropping revelation. (laughs) And this is certainly one of them. I mean, the the idea that the dinosaurs came between two human seedings of humans. To be honest with you, Carl, I didn't see that one coming.
2: Well, me either. Um, (laughs) I, I would not have made this up. But no. I, can, I can understand this having worked with karmic principles so much in doing healing work with, with people that I see this explicitly and indirectly and metaphorically, the dance people are doing with former perpetrators and yes. victims and, and how it recreates itself again and again until people figure out a way to heal it discharge that energy. Yes. So discharge. this era clearly discharged a huge amount of savagery that had annihilated the world's living forms. That is a huge crime against nature. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And we're learning that, that it wounded the earth itself. That the earth is not just a big rock it's a living divinely created entity. Yeah. And itself was deeply wounded on a spiritual level. And that needed healing. That's, you know, another lesson, object lesson from this.
2: Well, and we don't understand this yet scientifically, but there is a huge interplay between earth energies and the bioenergy that is part of our makeup. So the the one feeds and fuels the other, and if it's in disarray, we're gonna be in disarray. Yes. So that's that's why there was deep cleaning needed. <laughs> this is a deep clean.
1: <laughs> well, we have one more to squeeze in here before the break. You asked, creator, we know there have been attempts to revive dinosaurs from DNA recovered in amber, for instance. Is this an interloper pet project? Do the ETs have the means to revive the dinosaurs
2: if they wanted to? All right. And this is creator's words. This is quite true. They have many, many species from worlds throughout the Milky Way galaxy in their collection of life forms. Their mastery of genetics allows them to reproduce these beings at will and clone them if desired. And that is how they've been able to cause a widespread infestation of the earth with so many foreign species of a predatory and destructive nature that take a huge toll on human happiness and productivity and causing so many negative consequences and representing a formidable challenge to human survival. The many scourges that come and go that are engineered by the extraterrestrial alliance keep humanity on its toes, and many times, but for divine intervention, could have resulted in decimation of the human population to the point of extinction.
1: This is actually a complex question, because obviously... Human humans are actually experimenting with this as well. That's probably from manipulation of the ETs. But maybe somebody might ask, well, if they can do that, how come they haven't done that? And actually, they might have tried it in some cases. Remember that wasn't there that story of the the uh, monster in the Middle Ages, like a massive wolf? Yes. And yeah, the creator even said it was just too obvious, and that's why they let it die out.
2: Yeah, because people hunted them down relentlessly and made a point of it seeing the threat that it represented so it was a you know it was like a the current pandemic lockdown everything stopped and everyone went went on the hunt to get rid of these savage things they were gigantic wolf-like creatures extremely savage and so the whole game of the et's is to stay in the background so we don't really know they're there while they toy with us Yes. So they introduce these things, and many of them have been here for so long. We, you know, we've all grown up with these in the environment. We know about the lions and tigers and bears, oh my, and <laughs> all of the other things, and it just seems normal that you could go out and uh, walk in the woods and be eaten. Right. You know, this this just seems natural. but <laughs> well, it's not what God wanted for no, us. <laughs> no, it's not. But speaking of being in the background, we have to go into the background for another break. So we're we'll
1: right back right after this.
0: Back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom, where we are talking
1: about dinosaurs and the creation of predator species, and we're learning quite a bit that uh, is downright shocking in some ways, Carl.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's shocking, and it's a formidable body of knowledge that points to future possibilities, both good or bad, uh, and it's up to us. To determine the outcome here, because we're being told the true story of things, the way of the universe, and what we're up against here, and what our responsibility is. And we need to take this as a call to action and do some alignment with the divine, and we'll get to that. Yes, we will. U.S. creator, we learned that
1: dinosaurs were huge, not because of gravity, but because of the nature of the energetics at the time. Has that nature changed with the aging of the Milky Way itself? Or was the
2: energy of Earth at the time the determining environment? All right, and these are Creator's words. You are learning here in this discussion that there were two aspects to the energetics of the dinosaurs and accompanying species on the Earth during their era. Their physical makeup required a different kind of energetics to fuel the bodily metabolism in order to support such massive bodies and engage in locomotion and other behaviors necessary for survival. But the high-level energetics allowing the gigantic-sized bodies of multiple species inhabiting the world during that period was also in keeping with the energetics of Gaia that suffered greatly from the annihilation of the first human colony and many of the life forms in existence during that era. This was a massive wholesale slaughter of countless life forms with a savagery that was unparalleled during Earth's history. The end result was a tremendous wounding of Gaia, the soul of Gaia itself and the legacy of a tremendous body of negative energies needing to be processed and cleansed. That was done through the consciousness of the replacement species, including the dinosaurs, to work through the karmic consequences of what had befallen the earth, including the destruction of its life-giving solar body and the removal of much of its life-giving fresh water. By first having been poisoned with a high salt content by the Anunnaki, and then sequestered on another location in space, with devastating consequences for life on the planet.
1: You know, there's, there's so many other pieces being hinted at here that you know people aren't familiar, been longtime participants and get wisdom aren't aware of. But uh, the idea, you know, that the Earth was part. Circulating around the other orbiting around a sun that no longer exists. It's burned out. It's burned out cinder. And then it traveled across 50 billion miles from that burned out sun to be where it is today. But, you know, if you look at the historic history of Earth and especially of ice ages, you know, there's all this evidence that there's been massive ice formations all over the planet for a very, very long time, for millions of years, in fact. But if the Earth had trans had had been pulled from a place 50 billion years and traversed all that cold space it would probably take millions of years to make that journey and that would explain the evidence you know it's really
2: interesting well the pieces do fit together and there's many lines of evidence that this is plausible and we wouldn't make this up it's it's too fantastic and we have <laughs> yeah. many more prosaic ways of getting people worried about what could happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and this isn't our preferred way of spending our day, but it's our duty to share what we know and what we're learning. And that's the point of the Get Wisdom Project, to yes. to bring in new information forward. Absolutely. You asked Creator, could Earth be populated with dinosaurs
1: today? Do any dinosaur-like worlds still exist in the Milky Way, or has their time truly passed, even on a galactic scale?
2: All right. Creator tells us that Dinosaurs could exist on the Earth today if they were reintroduced, but this would not be compatible with human life, so will not be done by creator. There are other worlds within the Milky Way galaxy undergoing similar repair and transformation using similar strategies because they have been laid waste by the extraterrestrials in their manipulation and savagery having spread throughout the galaxy to inventory and catalog other worlds, and then preying on them to exploit whatever they chose for their own benefit. Keep in mind all of the extraterrestrial species who belong to the dark extraterrestrial alliance are savage in their makeup and functional sociopaths, devoid of conscience and unable to have any feelings of love or compassion. They will destroy other life forms with impunity and may do so simply for the perverse pleasure in exercising power over them. This is a depraved way of thinking and an extreme state of depravity because they've been lowered to be on a par with the demonic fallen angels and are in grave danger of being disconnected from life support as well. At this point, only the divine human can save them. It is up to you to make healing requests on their behalf to overcome all of the negativity that has befallen them, and they are trapped within.
1: You know, it is so hard to wrap your head around that level of savagery that that you would take pleasure in the destruction of a world. When you think about how wonderful and awe-inspiring, just from a pure magnificence beauty standpoint, you know, that to to destroy it on the other hand there's an estimated 100 to 150 billion star systems in the galaxy and then each of those star systems could have one or more planet you know many of those star systems could have numerous planets that contain life and so if you're from a savage standpoint you think that well <laughs> there's there's more where that came from you know but still it's it's really hard to wrap your head around
2: well, and it it's a sinister origin for all of the concerns about the environment that are much talked about today, yes, this is being impulsed to us through mind manipulation by the ETS because they know it'll upset us to think that our environment is degrading and we're gonna not be able to have enough food and all those things well th- th- this is their plan for us, and Actually, that's they're a good, the ones yeah. They're the ones degrading the environment, not human activity. So That's actually an interesting
1: parallel, Carl, because the Milky Way is their environment, right? I mean, they're, just like the Earth is our environment, the interlopers that have space travel, the entire Milky Way is their environment. We can be naive and think that, oh, we can't affect, the, the Earth is so huge and there's so much of everything that our, our little activities can't possibly impact it. And they probably have the same perspective when it comes to the entire Milky Way. You
2: know? Well, except that they know that worlds can be ravaged and depleted because they've done it before. Right. <laughs> so uh, it's just that they have a bigger reach because right. they can travel throughout what the What they galaxy. probably
1: don't appreciate is the fact that they're spoiling the entire galaxy, and that's going to end up
2: destroying them in the end. You know? Well, and that's what selfishness does to, to reason Yes. And logic. It, it distorts it. Absolutely.
1: You ask Creator, can Creator share how human prayer, prayer work, and the Worker Healing Protocol can help heal the violent nature of our galaxy and those who help make it that way through their free
2: will choices? All right. And Creator tells us the following. Only an outreach to the divine realm will solve the problem of evil that has now befallen human directly. Not once. But twice in the current creation, with humans returning to the earth to take up the cause yet again, having failed the first time to be successful. The jury is still out on whether this can be done and will be done by the current generation of humans. We know it is physically possible. The question is, will humans awaken in great enough numbers to understand the true nature of their world and how it came to be and realize in time The only hope is to reach out to the divine realm for assistance. You are not powerful enough to stand up to the extraterrestrial alliance or even the dark spirit meddler cohort who torment you. You need divine assistance to remove these dark beings and begin a process of transformation to bring in healing for them and reawaken within them the possibility of love. This is quite a challenge, even for the divine realm to do, because it requires a free will choice. We can only offer the possibility of a return to divine grace for these depraved beings in their current state of being. It is difficult to reach them and for them to even perceive the benefits this would represent. But this is far from impossible to accomplish. We have helped rescue many such dark beings as a consequence of the prayer work humans have been doing through the ages and especially now with the advent of the lightworker healing protocol to make high level and specific prayer requests to bring in the very types of healing techniques the divine realm can bring to bear to deal with these dark beings effectively. That knowledge and awareness has been absent throughout human history and it is the saving grace that can turn the tide in favor of humanity here at long last. You have not had the wherewithal heretofore to elicit such effective divine assistance. It takes more than simply being in a state of suffering and wanting rescue. Your request must be coupled with instructions as to what is needed that you want to have addressed and ideally, in what way you want this to be accomplished. We cannot act in your stead. That is one of the rules of engagement for the free will enterprise. That, is, that you as divine beings need to be aware of what is tormenting you and what is at stake. And what are the true options available to right the wrongs and restore balance karmically to the universe. To correct the defect at hand and restore divine alignment to the evildoers. The hard part has been achieved with the advent of the Lightworker Healing Protocol and new insights that will help you empower prayers like never before in human history. You have the tools to work with to take on the interlopers through the divine assistance you can summon and undo the negativity that has been overwhelming human culture and threatening its extinction. Your task is twofold. You need to awaken others so they appreciate what is truly going wrong and what can be done about it and encourage their participation actively in doing prayer work and healing with the Lightworker Healing Protocol as the tool of choice because of its comprehensive nature and unique ability to correct all the defects in your world and even personal makeup caused by the negative influence of the interlopers who have subjugated you now for thousands of years. This you can do if you cultivate belief in the divine and in yourselves. We have told you before, this is your birthright to partner with us, that you have the birthright and standing to request our help at any time in any way you believe will be advantageous. When you work from the vantage point of being in divine alignment with your aims, you can tap into power far greater than your own as physical humans in a state of diminishment. That will change everything, including your future destiny, once the problem of evil has been reined in and you complete enough healing of the negative karma that is accumulated personally for all who have incarnated over the years. There will be a glorious expansion and you will all be raised up To have much wider roles and influence throughout the universe as roving ambassadors for the light. You will never again be enslaved by evil. You will have learned how to prevent evil from occurring and spreading like a poison. That will bring the greatest of rewards and the greatest of blessings that could ever be achieved by anyone, anywhere. And this will be remembered for all of time as a triumph of divine love working through you. You know, this, uh, this this projection, this
1: opportunity, this goal we have of becoming uh, roving ambassadors for the light throughout the universe. You know, the, the problem that Creator has with the free will experiment is the fact that Creator cannot intervene on Creator's own initiative. Creator needs requests from the beings that are participants in the free will experiment to bring in Creator's participation and divine healing. However, in the future, we get past this to survive and ascend and become these roving ambassadors the creator talks about. We will be able to work on our own initiative to bring healing to beings that are suffering. You know, yes. we could we could ask on our own and that's going to be a game changer. That's one thing that that has not been in place, but now comes into place, especially with the lightwork Healing Protocol, which creator said is that was the hard part.
2: Well, if, if you want uh, maybe a cultural metaphor, not everyone will understand the Star Wars movies and that series. It's getting a little long in the tooth these days. But we're like Star Wars. That's what's going on. And we're like the Jedi who used the force against this evil empire of extraterrestrials. And those times depicted in that movie needed someone who knew what they were doing. That was the Jedi. Yes. So, we know about the force, and the force and what's behind it, which is God. Yes. That gives us the power to work with, but it's our choice. We have to be aware it's needed and put that to action. And we've talked about in the past in the, this show and also in, in webinars that we've done at getwisdom.com
1: of uh, how... Reality can sometimes be reflected through fiction and through the movies. So in that sense, I think Star Wars is particularly apt. And frankly, I hadn't made that connection quite as strongly as you just made it with the Jedi.
2: Well, I've asked about this, and that was divinely inspired, all of it. And there are many things that parallel reality in what's shown there. These evil Lord Sith Lords and Darth Vader and the Emperor, that is exactly like the Anunnaki. Yes. even including that emperor being being huge, he's shown in the movie. He's huge, you know. He's like fifteen feet high, right? And that's what the Anunnaki are like. They're human in appearance, but gigantic in size. So it, it, you know, go back and watch those movies. You know, watch the series. You'll get a taste of what's going on right here, right now. Yeah, you know, people are. There's a reason that Star Wars is so popular. It's, it
1: might be the the seminal creative vision of our time, in fact. And that's because if there's truth there, people are going to note that on an intuitive basis and be attracted to it.
2: Yes, and we know this because we knew it before we came down. And then we had our memories wiped clean and we've had to relearn everything from infancy onward. But it's in the culture, it's in our karma, it's in our personal history. We've been fighting this fight all through the ages, all of us. Yes. And that's probably a big reason why we're, on, we're out of 14... time here.
1: Nope, <laughs> we are out of time. Be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com and uh, check us again for the next show next week. Thanks, everybody. Be well.
0: Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.